0: Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together, focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith and take your next step now by joining us in today's episode, you are created as a masterpiece. Think about that. Let it sink in just a little bit because that's what God says about you. We're in our series, Discovering the Real You. and We've talked about who we are in Jesus Christ, that we're created as a masterpiece. We talked about our identity in our previous episode. And now we're going to talk about our purpose. If you think about everything that you see with your eyes, you touch with your hands, it is created with a purpose in mind. You could take something as a simple yard rake. It was created to do what? Gather up and move leaves. At some point in time, someone said, I'm tired of trying to get these leaves up. I need some type of tool to do it with more efficiently or even just to do it with. And therefore, the rake was created. You think about the car. It was created to allow people to travel at a much faster pace and a more convenient way than maybe on horse or on foot. Uh, You think about the iPhone that you may hold in your hand, or maybe you're listening uh, via that device today. It was created to be the best phone on the market so that it could fit comfortably in one's hand and also combine the element of music, a phone, and the camera. Steve Jobs had already created the iPod. It was a hit. It had music. And he was trying to figure out a way to combine phone, those giant phones we used to have back in the day, to make it easy to use, easy to carry. There was a need, and therefore he created the iPhone with a specific purpose. Just the same, you were created by God for a specific purpose. When he created you, he had a specific purpose in mind for you. You were created as a masterpiece, therefore you are created to function as a masterpiece. If you're created as a masterpiece, then you have to function as a masterpiece. And as a masterpiece, you are to fulfill a specific purpose in God's kingdom. Ultimately, you have a kingdom purpose, a purpose that is vital, a purpose that is larger than yourself, a purpose that only you can fulfill within God's domain of his kingdom. Now, as we consider your kingdom purpose or our kingdom purpose, first, we need to understand your purpose is not your identity. We mentioned this briefly in our previous episode, but so many times we tie who we are to what we do. We talked about the dangers of that. We'll mention that a little bit more on today's episode. But we talked about our identity is this. It's what is true about you from place to place, person to person, and circumstance to circumstance. It's whatever is true about you no matter where you are no matter who you're around, and no matter what circumstances come into your life. And therefore, it can't be tied to your purpose because your purpose changes. You may have different roles that you wear as an individual. You may be a student. You may be a sibling. You may be a child. You may be a co-worker. You may be a classmate. You may be a TA. You wear all these different hats, and your purposes are different in each of these places. And if your purpose If your identity is tied to your purpose, your identity is going to be constantly changing. Our identity is not fluid in that sense. You see, our identity or your identity is a combination of your self-awareness and your sense of self-worth. And a big reason why people fail to live out their God-given kingdom purpose is because they never discover who they are or what they were created for. Now, when we're talking about purpose, then what are we talking about? We could say this, that your purpose is the customized life calling that God has ordained and equipped you to accomplish. So it's the customized. It's customized just for you. And it's a life calling that God has ordained. He already dreamed a dream for your life and equipped you to accomplish. This is not who you are. Rather, this is what you were created to do. Now, the two are so closely related that it's very easy to combine the two, but that's a great, great error. And if you tie your identity into what you do, you'll find yourself in an identity crisis many, many times over. We see how we tie what we do into our identity. Many times we ask people, hey, uh, what do you do? Hey, how are you? So, so what do you do? And they say, Hey, I'm a banker, or I'm a uh, landscaper, or I'm a whatever. And we begin to identify ourselves by what we do. I, I'm a, I'm a, a mother. I'm a whatever it is. And we begin to identify ourselves by our role in society, and that's not who we are. Our identity is something that is much deeper. It is in. Who we are is in essence. So our identity is not your purpose. Your purpose is an outworking of your identity, but you are not defined by what you do. And there's some great dangers in that that we've already talked about um, that can run you into an identity crisis because you may be defined by what you do. And let's say you're an athlete. Let's say you wrestle or you play football and you're great at it and you're excelling and you're very successful. And all of a sudden injury happens And you can no longer participate in that sport. Does that mean you are no longer who you are? It may feel like that in a sense, but that's not who you are. You are by your name. You are a child of God. You are love. You're chosen. You're adopted. And we can go into all the things that you are as a believer in Jesus Christ. But who you are is not what you do because then immediately you have an identity crisis. You've lost who you are. But that doesn't matter whether you're playing football, whether you're wrestling, whether you're playing basketball. Maybe you're in a profession and you are doing your profession for 10 years. And all of a sudden there's an economic situation or the company closes down and you cannot get a job in that same profession. Now, if you tie your identity to who you are, then guess what? You run into a great issue with your identity because you feel like you've lost who you are, but you must not allow your purpose to define who you are. We've already talked about our identity, and you can go back to that in our last week's episode. Now, we're going to read Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, and we get a little idea here about our purpose. As Paul writes here, he says this, "'For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure.'" Now, notice it is God that works in us. It's not we working in ourselves. And notice what God does. He works in us to do two things. It says you both, he does this to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, what does it mean to will and to do of his good pleasure? Well, God is already working in you. Just think about that. God is working at this very moment in you. We already understand what we've read, that he has dreamed a dream for our life. Right. God works from the end to the beginning, uh, from the end to the beginning. And because he works that way, he's already dreamed out your life. He already has a specific purpose. He already has ordained you. Ephesians 2.10 talks about we're created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. What does that mean? God has a will for your life and your purpose will fulfill that will. So God is already working in you, giving you both this, the desire, that's the will, and the direction, that's the work, to live out your purpose or your destiny. When he says good pleasure, is talking about your purpose, for it is God which worketh in you, to put the desire in you, to put his will in your heart. You and I still have to submit to it, we still have to surrender to his will, but he works in us both to will to put that desire there, and to do of his good pleasure, to give us the direction, to give us the talents, to give us the equipping to live out your purpose. God gives it all to you. Everything you need to live out your purpose. And so many times we equate success right by what we do in comparison to others. So if I'm able to uh, score more points, if I'm able to get a better grade, if I'm able to have more sales, if I'm able to beat this goal, we measure our success too often by others or other things by doing something better than another. But success is not measured against other people. Success is not measured if you uh, score more goals or uh, have more takedowns or whatever it is. Now, that is uh, great, but success is simply doing what you were created to do. Because so many times we do not feel successful when we measure ourselves against someone else. We have a campus ministry organization, Collegians for Christ, and it could be very tempting for me to measure my success as the national director against how we're doing in comparison to other campus ministry organizations. Now, there are other organizations that have made way more chapters than we do, that have way more students in attendance than we do on a weekly basis. Now, if I begin to measure my success against them, then guess what? I does not look like I am being successful. But I know that I'm being successful because I know I'm doing exactly what God wants us to do. And so success is this, is doing what you were created to do and doing it well. And so we have to stop measuring ourself against others. You see, God has dreamed a dream for your life. He works from the end to the beginning He's already dreamed that dream for your life, and our purpose. therefore our purpose is already established. You can think about the building that maybe you're going to go work in or you have class in. In order to build that building, a designer and architect had to come together and design the entire building and set out the blueprints in its entirety, where every light socket would go, where every wall, every door. All that's already planned before the building has ever begun. And then the uh, contractor, the builders will come in and use those blueprints to build or construct the building into what the designer dreamed that it would be. You see, God has already drawn the, the blueprints of your life. He's already drawn those out. And he wants you to begin at the beginning and begin to fulfill everything he has for your life. You see, it's God that creates your purpose. You do not have to carry the stress of creating your own purpose, your own destiny. And our culture's mantra is that, hey, you're you're a self-made or self, self-made man or a self-made woman. You make yourself, you succeed, you build yourself, you do you. But see, biblically speaking, our destiny, our purpose is already created. And if you think about it, no painting, sculpture, or statue ever had to create itself. It was the 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 artist that created it. God is the artist of your life. And as a result, he's already created your purpose. He's already determined your purpose. Your job is to discover it and to walk in it. And so we understand that your purpose is not your identity. Your purpose is already determined. And then your purpose is kingdom related. That's why we're saying uh, your kingdom purpose. You see, your purpose is much greater than you could ever dream or imagine. We go to Matthew chapter six, verses thirty-one through thirty-three. And he says here, Jesus talking the Sermon on the Mount, that he's he's talking through some teachings here about them, a taking thought for, for their life, what they shall eat, what they shall drink, or yet you for your body, what you're gonna put on. And he begins to compare how the birds don't have to take care of themselves per se, how God provides for them. Verse 31, he kind of sums it up. He says, Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Meaning this is what the world focuses on. This is what the world says you must do. You must go after these things in order to be successful. You must go after these things in order to establish your purpose in life. He says, look, for all these things do the Gentiles seek, but your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But here's the contrast. He says, but in opposite. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Can I tell you, you have a role in God's kingdom. The Bible speaks much about God's kingdom and how Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven to earth and to introduce the start, and to start God's kingdom. And within God's kingdom, you have a specific plan. It's like being on a team. And prayerfully, thankfully, not prayerfully, but thankfully, according to Revelation, it's the winning team. But in order to have, understand, and fulfill your kingdom purpose, one, you have to understand you have a role in it. You must must understand that it's already determined, and your job is to uh, seek it out and fulfill it. But also, God's kingdom must be first. You see, God and his kingdom demand to be first. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. God will not take second place. And if God takes second place, then everything in our life is going to be out of whack, out of order. You see, we can love God. We can be faithful to church. We can say we're a Christian. We love Jesus. We're a follower of Jesus. But not love him first. We can do all the right things, but not love him first. If God is not positioned first, then he is in addition to all the other things in our life. And ultimately, he does not have his rightful place. So I have to ask you, what position does God have in your life right now, right at this very moment? What position have you given to him? You see, do things in your life seem to be falling apart? Are you struggling to find peace and security? Are you struggling with who you are and discovering your purpose? If so, we may need to pause and ask ourselves, what position have I assigned to God in my life? You see, your purpose is directly related, directly related to God's kingdom. And if God's kingdom does not have its rightful place in your life, then your purpose is going to be distorted. Your purpose is going to be uh, hard to see. It's going to be foggy, if you will. You're going to be standing somewhere on an island, looking out, trying to find the land, and you can't see because it's so foggy. You can't see where to go, how to navigate, because it's so foggy. So God's kingdom must be first. And so I ask you one more time as we end this episode, what place does God have in your life right now? And if it's not first place, What do you need to do to give Him His rightful place in your life? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.